Hey, hey, Podnutians. Welcome to Android App Addicts, episode 560. My name is Dorothor Geek, owner-operator of this here network, uh, Podnuts Network, a uh, podcast network for normal people by normal people. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Mike I. He's been a longtime Patreon uh, person since uh, June of 2016. Thank you very much, Mike I, for all the support. And if you too would like to uh, hear ad-free versions of this show, do not do not hesitate to go to patreon.com slash addicts. Uh, I am joined by a couple good friends, uh, one of them southern, south of the e, um, e equator, and the other one quite north of the equator. Uh, how's everything going, Ivor? Hey, Dor, I'm fantastic, mate. I am so happy, again, because I have another new phone. <laughs> so I've just been trying this out for the last week. I'll give you an update on it later on, but it's really good. Okay, um, I'm going to shoot on you really quick. Do you, like, deal drugs by any chance? <laughs> no, I only buy cheap phones. Oh. Did you see how... He, are you running for office by any chance? Because you answered that <laughs> question, like, perfectly well. Um, we're also joined by uh, Josh. How's everything going, man? Things are going pretty well, Dor. Um, I am watching your beautiful mug through my new 32-inch monitor, which is been much better on my eyes um, we went on a ski trip last week and i survived so uh, yeah life is pretty good okay well i think you either need to check your eyes or maybe you need to ask for a replacement monitor <laughs> i don't know One, something um i'm happy you survived the skiing trip i honestly have a, a, a friend who lives right down the street from me who keeps asking me to go snowboarding he's 30 and i just keep telling him i'm pretty sure i need I come off the mountain in ambulance, so I'm going to pass. How are you doing, Dor? Ah, uh, you know, um, nuts, crazy, cuckoo. Uh, r- really quick, Iggy, I'm going to ask you guys both, uh, if you can, listen to the latest episode of DDG that just got released today. I want to say it was episode 31. It was released on February 20th. I'm doing like a test phase thing. Uh, it's a literally podcast less than two minutes long, two and a half minutes long. Uh, going to see about doing literally one a day. Um, so if you can, just give, give it a listen, give some feedback. Yeah, I downloaded I, I it caught today. The, um, I caught the show. Sorry, carry on, Josh, you go. I was going to say, I, I, uh, I downloaded it today, but I haven't had that minute yet to listen to it. Gotcha. Yeah, I listened um, to the uh, show. I think it was number 29 that was on, on YouTube yesterday. Yeah, this, yeah. this wasn't on. Well, it was on YouTube, but it was the very end of the episode uh, I basically uh, recorded a normal quote-unquote episode. Then I recorded what is essentially seven episodes of this short podcast. Right. Be, at the end. Yeah, it's episode 30 was released today. Cool. I will definitely check that out. Yeah, and if you listeners care to partake, it's literally less than a three-minute podcast. Uh, feedback would be greatly appreciated. I'm pretty sure I'm going to break it out to its own feed here probably in like a week. Um, but, you know, I, I appreciate feedback is what I'll say. Um I'll say in the world of Android, it's been a little bit nuts uh, since we haven't done a show for two weeks, I think. Um, yeah, the amount of links that I have is kind of insane is what I'm going to say. Um, so I might literally just put a list of links at the bottom, just saying here's like all the overflow links that we couldn't get to that I still had. Because I believe I have about 50 links just for myself. Um Good news is coronavirus seems to be slowing down. Bad news is Mobile World Congress didn't happen. Uh, good news is Mobile World Congress didn't happen. Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, so uh, uh, what's Kate? You know, really quick, refresh us. What were the last two phones you got, Ivor? 
Oh, right. I got a uh, Sony Xperia L X2. And at the same time, I also got another Asus Zenfone Max. Max. Uh, Max Pro, I think it was, or Max Plus. I can't remember. Um, and they were all, they were both fine and good. Um, but then my daughter, uh, her phone started playing up. She decided she didn't like it and she'd like a new one. So I gave her my Asus. And um, I, in turn, got this uh, Umi Digi Power, a, uh, Power 3, which is... Um, it has uh, a 6150 milliamp hour battery. <laughs> so I started yesterday morning on 100% and I just plugged it in at half past 12 and it was down to 25% today. Wow. So that was that was pretty impressive battery life. The cameras are fantastic. It's got five cameras, the macro cameras, uh, ultra wide zoom. It's got all the things I need for living in a rural area of New Zealand. So it's got all the right uh, bands. It's, got, it's only got four gig of RAM, though. So And there, and there are some cost-saving measures. The sound isn't that great. But it does have an earphone jack. So I'm quite happy with it. And what did that, gotcha. what yeah. that run you? Uh, this was $270, but I believe now that's New Zealand. So that would run me about uh, just over maybe 200 uh, US. And um, it's worth it. It's worth every cent uh, so far it's great yeah i'll say four gig of ram can be okay but then the uh, os needs to be pretty optimized has to be like pretty honed for that level of ram oh, but I've, stock I've android. that's the other thing i'm pressing android 10 stock there's no bloat none of their bullshit um uh, apps that go on it um all the just the just the uh the google apps and that was it i was really quite impressed so and um the process is uh a P60, a Helio P60. So it doesn't have a Snapdragon, but it's still pretty quick. I've um, been zooming through lots of things and it hasn't even raised a sweat. So yeah, yeah. I, I thoroughly recommend it. When I say optimized, I don't mean like app-wise. Um, no, no, no. Yeah. App-wise, app to me, no phone should come with maybe more than two or three other apps than the basic uh, Android apps. But I mean like uh, kernel driver modules optimized, uh, graphic modules optimized. Uh, for that specific set of hardware. Um, and I'll say when it's not super high-end hardware, sometimes it's almost easier to get mid-range hardware with, that already has open drivers for it to where you can get decent performance without the vendor having to do a, a lot of work. But that means that they have a smart staff picking that hardware. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, my computer is on my desk and it's making some, some noise. Can you Can you hear the vibrations? I believe so. Oh, good. Okay. Well, I was just a bit worried about that. Um, yes, um, I, I imagine they they save some money by not going through that optimization process as thoroughly as anybody else would. But to be honest, I haven't really noticed uh, a very any any significant change in, in difference in performance. Um, and it's a hell of a lot cheaper than you would pay for an equivalent sort of flagship. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Before I forget, and before my battery goes dead on my phone, I'm gonna, we do have a voicemail, so I'll say ahead of time, thank you very much for the voicemail, Red. He is in our chat, and if you would like to be a part of this show live, do not forget, we go live Thursday evenings. We try to go live around 9 o'clock. Tonight, we were like 10 minutes late because I got home late. Uh, but if you want to know when we're going live, you can follow us in, in any of our social things that are mentioned in the notes. Notes are attached to the show. Any place you download this podcast or stream this podcast, notes will be right there available. Uh, here is the voicemail. Hey, it's Red. Just testing out the line, see if it still works. Hey, uh, here's an app for you, Manual Lib. It's a manual collection for lots of different uh, pieces of equipment. 
a manual, you can't find it, you might be able to find it there. And that's my little tip for the day. I I sent it to you before, but I don't think you guys have uh, mentioned it yet. So later, guys. Thank you very much, Red. Yeah, thanks for answering the call, Red. Um, I feel like we did bring that, but it's not in the list. We brought something similar, I don't know, a couple months ago. But yeah, it's definitely a, a handy, a handy looking app. Um, can you put the uh, link to the app in the uh, YouTube there, please? Yeah, I think it's I think it's that one. Because Red is in the chat, so if it's not the right one, he can he can help point us point us out. Um, and if you too would like to send us a uh, voicemail, do not forget all you have to do is give us a call seven zero seven six pod nut. Uh, easy, and there you go. That's the uh, link to show manuals lib all one word m-a-n-u-a-l-s-l-i-b dash user guide and owners manual library i'm not sure we did bring this i'm gonna say it slipped through the crack or it was a long time ago because around six eight months ago um my uh freezer condenser fan was starting to go up it didn't go up but it was starting to go up and i looked for manuals for a while um the model number of our fridge pertains to like 20 different ones and i could never find the right one so if i would have known about this app i would have probably made my life at least a little bit easier very cool very cool uh so do you have any uh hardware things or any news to speak of there josh um no i'm not rich like like ivor so (laughs) i don't have any new phones um but fair to call it independently wealthy drug dealer um so the (laughs) this is from android authority and it's basically an article talking about how essential is shutting down Um, the february update will be the last for their essential phones and then they are just going out of business which is unfortunate for ivor because i'm sure that they would have been the company that came up with the wrist tablet that he so desperately desires (laughs) Um, and the and the little phone that looks like portrait mode that is uh, looks like a TV remote as well is no longer no longer going to be coming out. So down goes essential. Yeah, I kept sending them emails asking them for a wrist tablet, but they never responded. Yeah, that that um, I don't even know what to call it. It's almost the form factor of like a um, TV remote control, maybe slightly more narrow. Um, the nicest thing I can say is it looked genuinely interesting. Um, it, there's no way it would not have taken a good amount of, like how I said, like optimization. Not even that, just a whole lot of um, uh, structural code work in order to get that thing to, A, not look stupid, but also for it to actually be functional and useful. And all the like videos I saw of that oddly shaped phone to me, I think they actually did a decent job. Um, I don't know if it would have been successful. In fact, in 2020, if it would have launched, I would have been highly suspect it would have been successful. And I will say, I have no problem saying maybe a week after their first phone launch, I said the, you know, the, um, the um, countdown timer has started before this company goes out of business because they didn't do anything spectacular. They were supposed to do stuff like the danger hip top. Do you guys remember the danger hip top? What? It was called Danger Hip Top. That's the flight of the Concords. It was their very first (laughs) phone back in the day before Android was out. It was a like a phone that you would hold 
landscape and then you would flip one side with your thumb and the entire top would flip around and the screen would be on the top and there'd be a keyboard at the bottom. Oh, was that Nextbit? Excuse me? Did they become Nextbit? They they did the Robin, the Nextbit Robin. No, 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 completely different company. Uh, They, those, those people, to be honest, had no idea what they were doing because they literally just created a phone that looked like an iPhone, but it was an Android phone. Yep. Um, the Danger Hip Top went under different names. That was like the uh, uh, code name is what I'm going to say. When it when it came out to other uh, countries and other areas, it was definitely called something else is what I'll say. But I'm going to make sure the link to that is in the notes because I will say when that phone came out, I remember literally, uh, I'll use the word again, techno lust when I saw that thing because I thought, uh, I would love to just sit there flip that thing open and just start hacking away like the movie hackers or something other cheesy kind of thing. Yeah. It was called the T mobile sidekick, the Moby flip and the sharp jump were the other names that it went by. So this, they also apparently essential just, um, just acquired Newton mail, which I have never used. Yeah. They, they bought them about a year ago, I think. Yeah. So they're, they're taking that down with the ship as well. That was actually a really good um, email product, but then they charged like $160 a year to um, to use it. That doesn't, sound like, <laughs> that doesn't sound like a solid business uh, no. strategy. I think they were hoping for it to fund the operations of, um, of the, uh, the hardware business, but it never happened. He's dreaming. Dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's a, another reference to the castle. So everyone who has not seen it, go out and watch it immediately. Orders. Yeah, and I, and I will say I have had like two or maybe three people ask for access to my Plex server in the last couple of weeks. And I'm really, and I'm not asking because I don't want to be let down, but I really hope everyone who's asking for access to that was asking for access just so they could watch that movie. <laughs> and I don't know if you, have you watched Fly of the Concords? door uh it doesn't ring a bell that's another must see was that uh, uh uh daniel what's his name daniel craig no 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 it's uh thick frame glasses <laughs> yeah it's no it's uh actually a couple of kiwi blokes ivor probably yeah. knows them yeah with the really thick frame glasses and yeah. Yeah. the guy with the bad hair i've seen excerpts of it i i didn't have enough patience to sit through it yeah i want to say daniel i want to say daniel but i know what he looks like he looks like um, somebody who would be in a Jereen Garofalo um, stand-up, like, after-school special with her. Yeah, that's... Kind of thing. You know, teaching kids why it's whack to smoke crack or something like that. Brett McKenzie and um, Jermaine well, Clement. Brett McKay, yeah. yeah. Brett McKay did the, um, did the music for the last Muppet movie. Well, they're, they're, they're quite creative. Apparently they get quite a few other jobs like that around Hollywood. Gotcha. They, uh, they were launched with the... Uh, with the Flight of the Concords, which was actually a masterpiece. Yeah, see, my names were real off. I had his name way off. <laughs> I'm never any good with names anyway. So. Brett McKenzie and Jermaine. Jeremy, Jeremy Clent? Clement. Clement? Jermaine Clement, I believe. Oh, Jermaine Clement. Yeah, Jermaine. yeah, yeah, sure him. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he is an after-school special guy. Well, you know, you could picture him being there, but then as soon as the actor says cut, he like does some narcotic drug. Well, he is Kiwi. Gotcha. Well, I'll say um, one of like the news things that I that that caught my eye, and I and I have no problem saying this again out loud, like I 
hey, why should I? Um, I remember when the Samsung Galaxy uh, Note, which was the first name with the very first one, I'm 99% sure, when that came out, people were mocking it, openly mocking it, especially the tech journalists were openly mocking it. It's so stupid. It's so big. It's so dumb. Oh, God. Oh, it's so bad. Um, but I remember saying, people, I'm making you people want that. You know, they don't want little tiny cricket type phones. They want something big and honking kind of thing. Um, and the uh, uh, note has only gotten bigger throughout time, but also crazy expensive over time. And there is a certain section of the population that I know of, at least, who insist on having a stylus with their phone. I'm not going to claim I understand. I've never had one with a stylus, so I can't comprehend the justification to it. But Moto Motorola is coming out with a Moto G stylus and a Moto G power mid-range phones coming this spring. There's no doubt both of these are mid-range phones, number one, okay? So if you really have to have a stylus and you don't want to pay $1,000, I encourage you keep your eyes open for the Moto G stylus coming, I believe, by the third quarter of this year. Um, it's not going to be as fanciful. It's not going to have as much tricks up its sleeve as a Samsung stylus, but you're also, again, not paying $1,000 for it. I'm not going to lie. I might actually entertain the idea of getting a phone with a stylus. I um I use one of these. This is a, a pen that's got a little squidgy rubber bit on the end of it, and I use that sometimes. Well, a lot of the time actually, just to get in my finger. So, because I, I actually find it a lot easier to use in my finger. That's what she said last night. <laughs> um, but this is a fantastic pen. This has got a. But that um, thing's huge. Yeah, it's got a spirit level on it. There, and it's got uh. uh Marks for uh, inches and centimeters, so you can measure something that's less than three inches long. So it'll come in handy for you, Josh. Um, and if you screw that bit off the top there, there's a, a little screwdriver, a little Phillips screwdriver you can put in it, and it's a pen as well, and a thing. So I'm quite happy with that. I use that all the time. That's my stylus. Very cool. The only thing I didn't see in the pictures, and you know, words I didn't read. I would really hope that this stylus would fit inside the phone, because if it doesn't. I'm not buying a phone with a stylus, is what I'll say, because I know I'll just lose it in like two days. Is it like a stylus you have to have? You can't just use a like a, 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 a like a third party stylus. You can. Yeah, you can always use a third party stylus because all they do is emulate the uh, conductive uh, aspect of a finger. Yeah, well, I thought they might they might have made it proprietary and somehow. Uh, I don't know if they listen. This is Motorola. I don't know if they have enough money to spend on figuring out something <laughs> proprietary right now. Yeah. It looks like it slides in their door. Watch for family uh, friendly. Exactly. Um, so I would say that to me was one of the things that really caught my eye uh, hardware wise. Uh, but I will say again, I'm probably just going to dump like all like 50 links that I have in the notes just because. Um, and I'll say not news wise, but this is the kind of thing I'll say this. I have two things that, should be in the news and i'm pretty sure neither of them are first one is technically a desktop application okay um this is the kind of thing that can help people who want to learn and understand uh mobile application privacy and security is the way i'm going to put it this is an app to help you understand what's going on okay uh this is an ad, this is a uh, thing you can download on github to your desktop called android application and analyzer um, basically you have to just need a Python installed on your rig. Then you just go to this, um, 
GitHub and you just copy down the code and run it and it's all Python. So it's very modular, which means you don't have to have this type of computer running this operating system. As long as you have Python, it should work is, is the gimmick. Now, the only other thing you will need is you will need uh, the Android, um, oh God, the Android uh, dev uh, ADB fastboot type system on your uh, computer. And I'm pretty sure this does link to that. And basically you launch this app, debug the phone, put it in debug mode, connect your phone, grant it permissions. Then you are presented with a list of applications that are on your phone. You can go ahead and select the application on your phone and you can see everything that's being stored in that application's data folder. So you can see if it does have access to your context, what information is it getting from your context? Is it literally just slurping up every single contact you have and storing it? Or is it literally only looking up for things that you search for kind of thing? Um, anybody who is a aspiring tech enthusiast or security enthusiast or privacy enthusiast, I cannot implore you more. Check out this desktop application and the developers, a very like small time independent, I, I got the impression, college level developer. Uh, there is links to their personal information uh, on this page as well. If you have enough drive and effort, you can find them, contact them, and drop them a couple dollars for their effort because I have no problem saying this application reveals a lot of information that a lot of people are right now just overlooking. So how do you, is this is this like a plugin for the ADK or like how does it, how do you, how do you access the app that you're you uh, plug the phone up physically to the computer that you're on. You can use wireless ADB, but I encourage you not to. Uh, but you physically plug the computer up to the phone that you want to analyze. You turn the device. You go into developer settings by clicking the um, build number like seven times. Turn on developer mode. Go back into developer mode. Turn on USB debugging. And then you run the uh, th this application on your desktop. It accesses the ADB fast boot system. And then it, it basically digs into your phone with root type permissions. That's what this enables, you know, when you do the fast boot. And then using the those fast boot type permissions, it basically scans your entire application partition or your data partition, returns all the names of all the applications that are installed. Then you can basically click the application and click analyze, and it will tell you every bit of information that is stored in that folder, in that application container. Oh, that's fantastic. So is that the information that goes to the developer? Or that they're sharing with third parties uh, right. kind of thing. Uh, and there is a way that you can actually also run an emulator inside here, which I never really got running because I didn't, because I'm thinking I only downloaded the ADB fast boot and I think I needed the full Android developer uh, thing installed. So I don't think I had that ability, but I still found it very interesting is what I'll say. Is it... Does it show network traffic as well or things like that, like uh, posts or get requests? Uh, it doesn't do any log analysis. Um, I'll say there's a different application. If you want to do log analysis or sniffer type analysis, the easiest way is to literally uh, just put Wireshark on your home network and sniff the traffic coming out of the phone. That's the easiest way to capture that traffic. But 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 then you only get the traffic that's coming out of the phone when you're connected to that network. So you know there's caveats. Again, this is called Android Application Analyzer (AAA). You, you know, kind of like this show. So, you know, that's why it, that caught my eye. Now the follow-up application, I'm going to say the follow-up thing to this is something I literally found 
maybe an hour and a half ago at the most. Uh, this is an application. It's, it is a, essentially a research application out of Carnegie M Mellon University Labs. Um, and this is what I'll say. I, def I really don't like most institutions because they institutionalize things. Some college campuses are actually trying to do stuff that I think is really beneficial and cool. And this one is called IOT A, um, A Assistant. But if you read the URL, it's actually IOT Privacy IOT Assistant. Okay. So that's giving you more of a clue of what's going on here. Okay. Uh, it has a really cute logo that almost looks like the Open Sousa Gecko. I got to say that. So more than likely they're running suits. They're running some RPM distros up there, babe. Um, okay. Uh, IOT, a, um, a, uh, assistant Carnegie Mellon university labs, E for everyone, completely free to download. No in-app ads, no in-app purchases, uh, currently no reviews because it's that new because this is door to door geek updated February 20th, 2020, 02, 2020, uh, size varies with device. 1000 plus installs. Current version varies with device. Android varies with device content rating E for everyone permissions is low, low, um, location GPS, full network access. So if you remember going through permissions, a lot of other apps in actuality, that's not a lot of permissions. Okay. But a word of warning, when you launch this app, you get lots of warning about what's going on. You have to agree to terms of service, and then you have to accept permission for it to access your network and other things. So this application up front warns you about all the permissions that it needs, and it needs a lot of permissions, what I'm going to say. Okay, here's the description of this, uh, or at least part of the description of this application. Discover and control what data is collected about you by the Internet of Things tech or resources. The, the uh, Internet of Things, IoT, is everywhere it consists of a myriad of devices and technology that collect data about us from carriers with facial recognition and other AI algorithms to smart speakers that re that re um, re um, cord what we say or the sensors that track our mobile phones to name just a few. Okay. That was about half the description in short, load this application on your phone, grant the access to it and create an account because what you're doing is you're helping this organization gather just how much people are spying on us. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pair. I'm going to quote a quote I did on another show, like a week or two ago, you were put here to protect us who protects us from you. Okay. You have to relinquish a lot of control to somebody who you want to help protect you. Okay. They have to have a lot of information of yours. If you expect them to protect you, because they have to know what to look out for. So you, you drop this on your phone and basically it pulls up a map and it, and, and then it's showing you all around you, what kinds of things are going on, what kinds of things are tracking you, what kinds of things are tracing you, what they're doing and how they're doing it kind of thing. Um, I want this kind of thing to become more popular and easier to use. I will say it's very easy to install. It's very easy to set up. And once you get the app up and running, it's, pretty intuitive, but I haven't been to a city type area yet because I'm in my house. Of course, there's nothing tracked. Um, I would hope that like if my neighbors had the video doorbell, the ring doorbell, it would tell me as well. So I could walk up with an IR sensor on my hat and break their camera, you know, but I guess that's just me. Sorry. 
So the moral of this week's show is you can launch an application on your desktop and you can investigate the application more than the application invest you, you, and you can put an app on your phone that can monitor what kind of information that you are sharing with IOT devices around you. And now when they say IOT devices, they're really not meaning Amazon speakers. Okay. What they mean is you walk into a mall and there's Bluetooth sensors every 20 feet that you don't see that's literally tracking you as an individual walking through that mall. I mean, there's things like that going on. And so what sort of data is the Carnegie Mellon University Labs, what are they collecting? I'm sure they're connecting your username, your login name, your password, everywhere you've been, and what data you choose to share with these IoT devices and what data you choose to obfuscate with these IoT devices. Uh, my guess is to try to inform other people on what kind of things are going on out there. Well, it's also a pretty good way to collect data themselves. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll say this, the word security is a complete misnomer. It's the wrong word. The real world is like trust. Who do you trust with what? Cause there is no more security. Hi, this is door door geek. This is 2020 security doesn't exist. And privacy as a blanket term doesn't exist. You have to pick what you're sharing and who you're sharing it with and when you share it. Um, I, at least Carnegie Mellon, had the common decency to ask me up front, can I look up your skirt? And they didn't just do it. So they at least asked and I said yes. And now they can take that information and do what they want with it. Uh, I hope they help with IoT security. I hope they help with individual privacy as well. I was having a little bit of a problem with that link that you posted in the chat there, Dor. Um, it's not showing up. Hmm. No, it should still show up in your desktop browser. Okay. Yeah, it showed up for me. I actually just installed it as well. Okay. It's very strange. Tell me the link is not found. Not sure. In what? <clears throat> um, this was, I just, I just posted Josh. a link in the, in the chat as well from uh, Mobile Syrup. And I saw a couple of uh, articles that were like this and... Says the number of Android apps asking for call SMS data dropped 98%. So apparently, the Play Store is has changed their their uh, policies and have booted out. Uh, this says 790,000 policy breaking apps. So looks like they are trying to get rid of some of the the riffraff. And I'm okay with that. Um, I'll say because Android's doors are wide open um the riffraff are just as welcome to come in as the good guys um that that's why as consumers we have to have more of an educated eye kind of thing um so if google's doing their quote-unquote part to get rid of stuff then you know good for them i guess about time maybe <laughs> yeah um, and there's a there was a, a there was an article that i posted on our reddit chat today um on our reddit group sorry not chat about um google Banning um, 60, 600 odd, uh, what is it? Hang on, just got Bans hundreds of Android apps, yeah, about 600 apps from the Play Store um, for obnoxious ads. Um, so I don't know if you've seen that yet, but it's, uh, I think it's well past time. Uh, the main offender, I think, was um, an outfit called Cheetah Mobile, whose ads were um, just blatantly uh, trying to get. Um, just trying to annoy people and trying to serve as many ads as possible and as short a time as possible. So that's a good move. I think they've um, I think they've uh, managed to um, to clear out about 35 uh, app developers 
who have oh. been uh, producing these 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 apps. Well, I'll say me personally, I, I don't care about ads. They're fine because ads are like right up in your face and it's very easy and obvious when they're there to just uninstall the app. Um, this one is the one that caught my eye uh, over at Bleeping Computer. And if you don't know what Bleeping Computer is, uh, computer techs, um, admins, people who do uh, like residential support are the kind of people who visit this kind of website. They try to tell you what to look out for to fix people's computers and stuff like that. Um, they posted an, inter an interesting article saying Google Play Protect. Now, really quick, if you don't know what Google Play Protect is, if you just open up your Google Play, uh, go to the hamburger menu in the top, and then go to um, My Apps and Games, you should see two things at the top with little swirly arrows. One of them says updates, and you can see if there's more updates, or no um no um no um problems found that's the google play protect it's basically like a level of av on top of the google play store and the google play protect block 1.9 billion malware installations in 2019 uh what they classify as po um pha po um po um potentially harmful applications um i'm not sure what gives it the classification of potentially harmful applications, but um, I can take for granted some of them are ad-based. Some of them are uh, uh, apps that want to like override your browser's default behavior. Some of them I'm sure are doing what is like a low-level DNS hijacking as well, trying to get credentials for other sites and services. So I'm happy to see these kinds of things. And without sounding dumb, I'd much rather Google be honest and upfront and release these numbers to the public versus try to hide this and act like this kind of thing isn't going on because anybody who has had a child on an Android device knows it's very possible to get un unwanted stuff on a phone. That number, the 1.9 billion, that has to be, I mean, how many apps is that? You know, that's got to be multiple installs of the same app. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I'm sure the individual unique number of apps was probably less than uh, 300,000 maybe because, you know, or at least because, you know, some of them literally had like a thousand plus installs at least. And some of them only had, you know, five installs. Hmm. But yeah, they said um, po out of 3.2 billion potential bad apps, they got rid of 1.9 billion, which is a hell of a lot of a higher percentage. You know what I mean? Yeah, at least they're putting some sort of effort forward. Like you said, it... Yeah, they say here, uh, 100 billion apps scanned every day. 100 billion apps scanned every day. I'm really happy. I don't have to pay that electric bill. Just saying. Well, that, that's got to be... What is, I mean, that's got to be every phone, like just scanning the phones then. Just about where, where else are you going to get a hundred billion apps? It's gotta be, is that, that must be scanning internally in the phones. Yeah. It's, it, it is on each person's phone because even if you sideload an app, this thing will still scan that app for malicious code. Um, so yes, if WhatsApp has 1 million installs, it's, it's scanning WhatsApp 1 million times. You say that it, if you sideload an app that it scans that too, will it shut down apps that you sideloaded? Um, I guarantee you if it finds something malicious, you're going to see a pop-up for it. I'm not sure if you sideload it, if it will automatically take any reactionary measures toward it though. Um, there was another piece of hardware news, honestly, guys, I wanted to bring. 
Um, this one caught my eye only because, again, it's something different. I like different. I like companies trying different things. Uh, over at Giz China, Xiaomi launches a CR600 all-in-one desktop computer with what looks like a rubberized cyborg mannequin at the helm on the image, I'm just saying. Um, I am not a fan of all-in-ones. In fact, I hate all-in-ones. I will never buy an all-in-one for the rest of my life. But this ain't for me. This is for like grandma. This is for the kids. This is for, you know, an in-law that you really don't want to talk to. You can buy them one of these. Um, I love show me. I love companies just completely breaking grounds in places where they're not popular. Um, uh, people want a hassle-free uh, big screen experience at, at, at their home. Not everybody wants to work off a tablet or off a laptop. So I'll say, say this is a potential market that they could be successful in. Maybe not in North America, but they, I think, really could be successful in this. Yeah, I was um, quite interested in getting a, a Xiaomi uh, laptop for a while, but they were very expensive. Um, and uh, how much was this? I didn't see the pricing on that particular. Um, price starts at 3199 yuan, which they equate to $458 for uh, it. Um, it um, starts out with a core i3 processor, 23.8 inch 1080p DPI screen. 28 inch. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah. And I'll say it's the the bezels are kind of sexy because they're kind of slim. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, it's actually it's it's 24. It's 23.8 inches. You're talking about the fine. screen now? Yes, sir. God, just checking. I tell you one thing, we can't, your video's not on, so we're looking at your uh, avatar picture, and it's much better looking than you are now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Um, I'm, my internet connection seems to be fine, but my computer is hanging. Um, tell you what, I will uh, duck out for, for a minute and restart. You should get a Xiaomi. Again. I should do, shouldn't I? Sorry about that, guys. I'll see you in a minute. If you don't mind, okay, Joe, oh, you got more. I was going to bring an app here real quick. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so this is something I never got working. I spent, uh, several minutes <laughs> trying to, or it's a permissions thing or something, but it's called edge lighting notification rounded corner by Flysoft VN and personalization 4.4 average reviews out of 28,000 updated October 11, 2019, version 2.6, 3.1 megs in size, 500,000 plus installs, requires Android 4.3 and up, and it needs access to your contacts, your phone, your device ID, call information, run at startup, draw over other apps, view network connections, full network access, prevent device from sleeping, and control vibration. So the reason it needs all of that is because it is... Basically, uh, a notification, a different type of notification system. So it is sending, or it uh, basically flashes the outside, a ring on the outside of your screen when you have notifications. Apparently, it's it's copying something that Samsung does um, with edge mm. notification. So I, I quite like the idea of it. Um, I never got it to work on my phone, but it looks like it would be... Uh, just a, a neat little notification setup. Yeah, it's hard to tell if what we're seeing in the video is real 
or something from like an emulator kind of thing, um, like not completely real kind of thing. Because here's the thing, with a high DPI screen to where this bar around the outside is really like thin and tight, this could be really friggin' desirable, especially if you're a person that doesn't like to have loud notifications. And let's just say you're not a fan of vibrating notifications. You just want to look at your screen the whole time and not have to uh, look any other ways. Um, so I'll say this is something I genuinely like the idea of. And I will say also the bigger the screen, the more I could see this being useful. And it's really customizable as hell too. Yeah. It's almost to a detriment. Um, like I said, I'd, if anybody else gets it up and running, and I'd be interested to, to know about it. Um, and, I mean, that's it's a six-minute video they threw on their door. Oh, yeah. They didn't play around, did they? But yeah. With, like, a super thick border, I think this becomes almost, like, gaudy. But if it's, like, thin and sleek, I think it's really uh, functional is what I'll say. And uh, Do you know what the in-app purchases are by any chance? Uh, no. No. See, maybe that's why it wasn't working. <laughs> maybe <laughs> they have purchases to make it work. To make it work. Um, uh, you know, that's a great business model. Really... Download the app for free and it doesn't work. In app purchase, you actually bought the app and it works. Uh, yeah, that's it. it. Just says like, didn't make it work. Genius. Um, well, with, with my phone, you know, it, it has the, the rounded edge. Um, on the side. So I thought that might be kind of cool that even if it's, if it's sitting flat, you could kind of, you know, if it's on the side there, you could see right. it. But again, I didn't pay the money to make it work apparently. So. Gotcha. Um, the next thing I want to bring really quick, it really isn't an app, but it is an app centric article. That is, uh, okay. I've been talking about this off and on here for a little bit is all I'm going to say. And I'll say it like this. If a mobile phone releases anytime after 2019 and wants to gain any market share and not run Android and not run iOS, it has to piggyback on somebody else's app ecosystem because you can't start from scratch in 2020 and expect to win anything. Okay. I've said that for years. Uh, Pine phone from Pine 64. Uh, I'll say this, the um, um, main um, guy who is the Oh God, like the um, concierge of community. He's like the head of their community section. And he said in a chat, I saw this phone will not be successful. Get over it. This phone is for the enthusiast. This phone is for people to have fun with. This is, this phone is for people to explore. Okay. He was very honest and blunt. And I think very true to himself as well. This is a, and here's an article on little Putin, uh, the Linux based a uh, post-market OS may support Android apps thanks to Anbox, A-N-B-O-X. Um, so basically, it's an operating system you can put on this Pine phone because if, uh, if it's a Linux computer, that means you can install myriads of operating systems on it. And one of them is called post-market OS. And post-market OS already has demonstrations where they have Anbox working inside of it. So technically... Everyone's now saying they're going to eventually get it to where you can have this Linux smartphone that only costs 150 bucks, load this other operating system on it, and have access to Android APKs. And Ivor's back, and I really hope you saved your file from Audacity before you shut down and you started it back up before you got here. Yes, I certainly did. I've learned that lesson. <laughs> gotcha. Um, <laughs> so I'm just saying this publicly. 
in case. Okay. Don't be shocked if door to door geek in a short time from now pulls an Ivor comes up to an Android app addicts podcast and holds up two phones and says like, this is my work phone. This is my like business phone. This is my Android phone. And this is my fun phone. This is my play phone. This is my Linux phone. Um, it very well could happen is what I'm going to say. Yeah, I was, so I read that. Sorry? Or Josh, you go. Oh, I was going to say, I, I read an article about that as well, the Anbox. Um, and just the, the one thing is that it isn't, um, it doesn't run on ARM yet. So if they can get that working, then yeah, this is, this is terrific. Well, there's no doubt they can get it to run on ARM, but will it be efficient? Because realistically on ARM, you can run a embedded emulator to say, run this in x86 mode. And the dirty secret is there's been a couple phones out there that did the exact opposite. There's been a couple x86 based Android phones that had baked into them ARM emulators. So when you launched applications, it was basically like it was an ARM infrastructure kind of thing. Um, so it's possible. The question is, would it be responsive? And would it be stable? And that's what, uh, you know, they're going to probably explore both branches, genuinely having it run in ARM or emulating the x86 in ARM kind of ecosystem. Um, I will say the amount of support, the amount of contributors, the amount of people submitting code to these mobile phone ecosystems, they admitted has been insane and, and, and uh, something that they could not have foreseen. I really hope they get it running without without the use of any emulators. That just causes yeah. problems. I've I've tried uh, developing for ARM. Well, basically trying to emulate a Raspberry Pi on a desktop in order to develop an app. Mm -hmm. And oh my god, it's yeah. just not no, fun. It's really not fun at all. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna do one more uh, hardware link at least because I have to only because. This might get Ivor closer to his dream, and I'm saying it out loud. Um, okay, TCL, hard stop. TCL is a company that everyone has actually heard of if you paid attention to Android at all in the last couple of years. Because in the last couple of years, you heard about BlackBerry releasing phones. Well, guess what? BlackBerry hasn't released any phones because BlackBerry doesn't exist anymore. BlackBerry licensed the name BlackBerry to the company TCL to release phones. Okay, so TCL now just dropped their contract for BlackBerry, said we're not going to do any more BlackBerry. And they're upset because they were supposed to show this at Mobile World Congress. But TCL has a phone with a slide out screen. Um, so we're getting instead of foldable screens, we're getting a screen that more closer resembles like the um, and this is what I, I believe all about Android said, like the um. Uh, they had at CES, they had a roll-up television screen where you hit the button, it would roll up into like a thing in the ceiling. And if you remember in school, you would pull down the motion picture screen, and it would roll out, and then at the very bottom, you'd have to catch it. And then when you want it to go back up, you have to pull it and like and it would roll back up. People believe that's almost the kind of technology that they're using on this screen. And I'll just say it like this. This is a, this is a screen idea. If it actually works, oh, hell yes, I can get behind. I love the idea of having a normal lure-sized phone in my pocket and have it basically extend to, to twice as wide by a roll mechanism, especially and, and, if it doesn't break in like three months. And let's be honest, it's only a short step from there to putting a wristband on it. I'll say there's a lot you can do. 
If you can have a screen grow by almost 50% in one direction, that opens up a lot of possibilities, what I'm going to say. Um, I don't care if it has, you know, 4 gigs of RAM or 16 gigs of RAM. I don't care if it has the latest Snapdragon 8, yada, yada. Um, I do care if it only has like a 2,000 milliamp battery, but it better have a de decent battery and at least a decent size screen, and it has a hole punch instead of the teardrop shape on the, is what I'm going to say. Um, they did get some soft confirmation from TCL that they are working on something like this. So there is no, you know, drop dead confirmation that this can be a real thing or not. But I love the fact that it took, man, it took a while. We had droll, dull, drab, rectangle pieces of glass for so many years. We're now finally getting different stuff. They had to innovate that. I mean, the market was getting bored. So it's a, it's a good step. It's great to see this sort of thing going on. Very cool. And, uh, oh, what do you, oh, just as an aside, what do you reckon is going to happen with BlackBerry? They don't exist. They're like RCA. They don't exist anymore. So they've gone completely they're like out of business. I thought they're still no, um, no, no, no. running security. No, no, oh, no, no. They gave up the ghost on that two years ago. It turned out that their certificates on all their servers was totally insecure, and they were literally handing out, and out to governments that, that paid enough money. Oh, so BlackBerry was never actually secure. Um, they're going to live in the name BlackBerry because there is value in that. The, you know, there is still value in the name, but I don't think we're going to hear from them again. You're, you're telling me that the three years I spent struggling with a BlackBerry Storm as my work phone was all in vain. There was no actual need to, to use it. <laughs> if if your cohorts insisted you had to use the BlackBerry Messenger, well, then you had no choice. No, they didn't even use that. It was just an email. Was it? Never already used the BlackBerry Messenger. Email and text messages. That was it. Well, they had they had their fifteen minutes. I mean, they sort of you know stepped on their own oh, throats. They, a they, bit. <laughs> yeah, they had the opportunity to be the most famous phone manufacturer in the history of the world. They were and for they a while. Passed it up eh, for a hot second <laughs> until they realized that people couldn't type on those damn little keyboards. Um, I have one more. Okay, I'm I'm literally picking. Oh, okay, I'm gonna stick with the privacy focus thing. Uh, one more non-app kind of news article thing um we've all heard of firefox we all know about mozilla i'll say they're playing a very very dangerous game right now but of course i've said it before if you don't do dangerous challenging things and you're not trying if people don't criticize you then you're not trying hard enough um firefox is coming out with firefox private network secure your entire device with this vpn pro um Protect uh, the connection for your whole device, including all apps on a Windows 10 and Android now available for a limited time beta of $4.99 a month. Um, I literally already signed up and I have no problem paying Mozilla some amount of money for some length of time just to support them. I'm not buying, I'm not giving them money because I think it's a great value. I'm not going to give them money because I think I need this service. I'm going to give them money because I don't want Mozilla to go away. Okay. They've been around. They've been innovators. They've forced other companies to do the right thing. Now I'm trying to force myself to do the right thing and support competition, support open ecosystems and support companies that have supported me. So I'm going to pay them some amount of money. I already signed up. Haven't got it yet. Um, I don't care if I'm a beta tester, um, but I'm going to pay them some money because we need more companies to be on. This is going to be available for Windows 10, Android, Chromebooks, iOS, Mac, and Linux desktops kind of thing. Um, 
So I could literally pay one price and have all my devices using the same VPN trusted network to where my ISPs and my mobile carriers have very limited access to my personal private information. This says that one of their partners, like Molvad. Yep. That is a VPN company. It looks like it's out of Europe for five euros a month. Um, so they're basically just wrapping it in with Firefox. Is that what's going on? Yes and no. Uh, the long and the short of it is uh, OpenSSH is a technology that's been around for 10 plus years. Um, OpenVPN been around for 10, 15 years. Both of them have had their fair share of extreme vulnerabilities. Uh, both of those technologies, aka all secure protocol technologies in Linux, is going to be overtaken with a technology called WireGuard. Okay. WireGuard is also already available on Windows servers, BSD, and Windows desktops, Linux desktops to do secure communications between the devices. A lot of people say it is the future of all secure protocols back and forth. So I believe Mulvard is a company where one of the founders of WireGuard works. So I, I think it's really nothing more than that. Because um, Opera browser also has a VPN built in, but it's not really a VPN, is it? It's, it's a, yes, it's quite... a VPN straight to China. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm I'm getting really frustrated with my browsers. I have to tell you because oh, you are. Yeah. Well, I got a solution for you. <laughs> I have the solution for you, and I have the solution where there is no solution out there that will give you better results. I have no problem saying that out loud. And I almost got into a physical altercation over the internet because that's what I do. Because I've said before, things like Pi Hole, where you can install on your Raspberry High and you can DNS Black Hole, add stuff. The default installation of that is near useless. It isn't useless. It's near useless until you go in and you do some of this and do some of that, and add some block list and do some extra stuff and then configure your network and do some more stuff. And then if you use Google Android on your phone on that network, it doesn't matter. You still get ads because it's Google. This, on the other hand, is called Smart Cookie Secure Web Browser from Cookie Jar Apps under Tools, E for Everyone. No in-app purchases, no in-app ads, completely free to download. 4.3 reviews, updated February 7th, 2020, 3.3 megs in size, 10,000 plus installs. I want to see that 20,000 plus installs. Current version 6.5.1, 4.4 Android and up, content rating, E for Everyone. Permission levels, photo, camera, location, microphone, storage, a lot of stuff because you know it's your browser and your browser is the next operating system. Um, you load this browser up, you go to any page on the internet and you ain't seeing no ads, period. I cannot say it enough. This is by far the best browser on an Android device if you require speed or just less ads. This cannot be beat. And it's so much simpler than try to install a computer on your network to do some kind of management and some kind of ad blocking kind of thing. Um, I don't know how much bandwidth this is going to actually save you, but I know my eyeballs, it's saving me from a lot of ads. Does it black hole the ads or does it actually block the ads? Uh, what I believe is the browser itself, the engine in the browser itself basically ignores downloading of all the ads. That's what I believe. Oh, it, it, oh, okay. So it doesn't take over your DNS. It doesn't, it doesn't DNS. need to. 
It doesn't need to. Well, I'm just wondering because, you know, you go to some websites and it says we notice that you're using an ad blocker, either turn it off or whatever, pay the consequences. So I haven't seen that once in this browser. Now, if that 10,000 number goes to 10 million number, you betcha you're going to see that message. But at least for now, I do not see that message. And I understand, you know, there are other, there's a billion ways to tackle the issue of ads on your web pages that you're viewing. And I understand if we don't have any ads on the internet, people say the internet's going to die. I understand why they say that. I don't agree with them. I think they're morons. But if you're sick and tired of overwhelming number of ads, load smart cookie secure web browser and you will no longer have uh 10,000 ads per page you know if there's a desktop version nope there's, there's not because trust me and when i saw the results i was really hoping there was yeah <laughs> and it's open source as but, well but yeah yeah thank you it's completely open source and i beg anybody check it out if it doesn't do what i just said call me out on it and if it does do what i said tell somebody else to download and install it very cool so uh got any apps there fella your turn, Ivor. That- you got one? Okay. Um, I actually wanted to show you guys this this app. This app is called uh, Trains on Time. I'll just uh, share my It's screen. about Italian tyrannies? <laughs> uh, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> Note to self, uh, Ivor thinks tyrannies are funny. They are, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I live in one. Okay, this is called Trains on Time. Can you see it all right? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I'm trying to find a link to it. So what you do is you basically have to, it's all about the timing of the train. So you set one train off like that, and then you set the next one off at a time that is going to uh, going to work. Oh, that Ooh. didn't work. So you go, yeah. Wow, that's a very angry face there. <laughs> Almost! And you go and you have to complete all of the tracks before, um, before something happens, before they crash. You have to set another time there. So there you go. That's uh, trains on time. That's pretty much it. It's about nine hundred levels of, of doing that at uh, greater and greater levels of um, of uh, complexity, which uh, I've been having great fun with. Um, I'm interested in that that app that was the oh. on the bottom there, the uh, the ad app where the guy's crawling through the desert and you can either give him water or what look like a bottle of whiskey. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I I just think it's really funny that in the app store they don't know how to film a video in portrait you have a link to that app ivor oh sorry yeah, yes. i got it yeah. give me a second one job man one job yeah. i had it already um, go, yeah this is uh by um by um popcorn games uh puzzle e for everyone 43 reviews does contain ads does have in-app purchases free to download 3.6 average reviews uh updated february 20th 2020 02 20 2020 uh, 32 megs in size, 10,000 plus installs, current version 0.6.1, 5.1 Android and up, uh, $3.49 uh, per in-app purchase, permissions, photo, Wi-Fi, storage, other, to set an alarm. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wasn't going to answer because I don't know either, but I just found it interesting. Yeah, I had a bit of fun with that game this morning. It reminded me of uh, playing with my son when he was a lot younger and he has he was absolutely fixated with trains gotcha gosh you're up all right this is called group me and it is called what group me me 
Careful how you pronounce that. Um, <laughs> by group me, it's communication, 4.5 average reviews out of 436,000. Updated February 13th, 2020, 13 megs in size, version 5.43, requires 4.4 and up, installs 10 million plus, and it needs every single thing on your phone plus your parents' phone. Um, and app purchases a dollar eight to two fifty one per item. I don't know what that is for. The only reason that I used this app is that I was thrown into a group. I was doing a, a fantasy football draft actually, and and this was the communication of choice for the other people involved. So it was a pleasant enough experience. Um, it seems like it's a very popular very popular app and I don't know I guess it's for ease of use um, or how it got traction or who is using it but if you're looking for just a way to group group chat it, uh, it was pretty good for that I mean I prefer signal or voxer or something else that already using uh, but it was it's a clean interface and pretty easy to use I don't know have you guys ever heard of it or Know what it's used for? Like Facebook? No, it's just a, a it's just a chat. Like you just sign up for it, and it's it's like our Voxer chat basically. But I mean, with ten million plus installs and four hundred eighty thousand reviews, I just it's a lot. Well, it's out of New York, New York, so I already don't like it. <laughs> Get a rope. <laughs> Sorry. Um. The logo is weird. It looks like a Cyclops as well. So a New York Cyclops. I don't get it. Um, this is the kind of thing I, I almost don't care. People aren't using Facebook Messenger. That's okay in my book. We can use GroupMe. You know? Yeah, anything but Facebook or WhatsApp. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's the same thing. <laughs> yes, and that's another well, thing. I have no idea what what this app is doing. What if it's? I don't think there's any sort of encryption or anything like that. So... I'd be shocked if there is. I'm not recommending it, but I did use it, and it is. it was a clean interface. Well, here's the long and the short of it. It's supported on every platform, which is not super easy to do. Desktop, both mobiles, everything else. More than likely, web-based as well. So if you can log into one device, do a chat, log into another device, and see the entirety of that chat. That means everything that you're doing is probably in clear text on a server somewhere. Probably so not always, but encryption. probably. Yeah, I Why do people want to use encrypted messaging? When a whole bunch of celebrities have their pictures uh, accidentally slipped to the yeah. nude pictures slipped to the public. Oh wait, no, no, sorry, that doesn't work. Um, <laughs> hmm, I don't know. Uh, when they have no choice, when it's the default, when it's so easy to do it, when every company decides to do it, I don't know. Because if we leave people to their own vices you know if this was 1905 they would have just said i want a faster horse that craps less <laughs> and they would have never gotten a car um i got an app here and it's gonna and you know i can't help this but everything i bring comes with a story okay here's the long and the short of it i've listened to more than a couple theologians in the last couple years uh and there was a big think video that came out in the last week or two where the guy tried to say, in his opinion, and he made it clear as his opinion, one of the things that is wrong with the first world right now is there's too much national news, there's too much federal government talk, 
when there used to be things called like a Kentucky Democrat or a Illinois Republican kind of thing, because state issues were more important, more local issues were more important than the big federal picture. So I do like the idea of more local news sources, but there's a comes with a caveat. There are many security professionals that say right now, the next big wave of extreme uh, hackery uh, stuff that's going to be going on is a whole bunch of insanely fake local news things being stood up that are going to propagate real local stories for 99% of the time. And then 1% of the time they're going to be injecting in uh, propaganda stuff to try to manipulate people. Um, so I don't know how good or accurate this application is or could be, but it at least caught my uh, eye. It's called news with a silent K K N E W S local and world news app by N C N A S holding LLC under news and magazines. Uh, everyone tending up knowing app ads, knowing that purchases completely free to download 37 reviews, average 3.8 reviews updated February 20th, 2020. I'm seeing a kind of thing going on here. Um, size 12 megs, 5,000 installs, current version 1.0.3, 4.4 Android and up permissions, Wi-Fi locations, photo media storage, recover data from the internet, run it, start up, blah, 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 blah. This tries to be, it, it tries to say it tries to be a independent, unbiased news aggregator focused on local or more local headlines plus bringing in more world perspectives. I would love if that's the case and I'm not going to judge. Everybody has to judge for themselves. So if you like news, any kind of news, I encourage you to always look outside of your normal comfort areas for news. Check this one out. Don't weigh it any greater than any other news source and maybe no less than any other one as well, but check it out. See if it fits your needs. See if it fits your form factor. I'll say for news. Um, I find it decent is what I'll say. I find an article that looks interesting. I open it up and then I share it with my text uh, to speech application. Cause I ain't reading nothing. Well, the app looks exactly like the website. I guess that's a good thing. Is it US only? I don't have access to it either. Uh, with a silent K, I'm going to say, no, it's not. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not available. I don't even have an install button. But you know that nobody knows the news like Gary Canoes. Exactly. And I just got to say, you go to this website and, oh, this is an ADD's dream come true. <laughs> I mean, I'm starting to like twitch and vibrate just because this is like, wow. It's almost overwhelming. I wow. say it's unbiased. Trusted news well, coverage. I mean, surely you know, look at the standard of mainstream media at the moment. It's totally biased. And, well, and on both left and right. And now they expect local news to be better. I'm okay if something is biased. Well, okay. And no, local news well, is As long local. as they're upfront about it, as long as you know. They don't uh, they, exactly. As long as you're honest about it, I'm more okay, is what I'll say. Well, apparently, according to this, um, Steven Spielberg's daughter is now in the movie business. According to the headline, it says Michaela Spielberg, Steven Spielberg's daughter, comes out as porn star. So, and it's pretty unbiased. <laughs> Well, his father, here's the thing. I just listened to a podcast last week with Steven Spielberg's father. Was it a real like international man of history 
in, I want to say it was education. Uh, and then when Stephen was young, he said to his father, I, I can't do that. He said, what are you going to do? I like to make moving pictures. He said, it's a waste of time. So maybe his daughter is now saying to him, he's like, what do you want to do? I want to do independent movies. And he's saying, it's a waste of time. And maybe she's going to prove him wrong. Um, one thing I just saw, well, looking at the, the group me. So I, I brought an app and I didn't know why, uh, which is pretty par for the course, really. But um, it says that... At least it doesn't have anything to do with poo. <laughs> <laughs> um, it says that you don't need to even have the app to use it, though. So you can add people from your phone book and they can just via SMS be part of a group me chat. So that's kind of an interesting. That's a plus. Yeah, so basically go back door and edit before and then and then put in that that uh, this app is great because you can use SMS and don't have to download the app. Uh, okay, as long as you don't hold your breath waiting for that. Okay. <laughs> you have any more apps, Ivor? I do. I've got a great app here. Uh, it's an app called Football Killers. Always with the football yeah. with you. Always with the football with me. Yeah, I love football. Um, so so oval handball. Yeah, oval handball. Ball round ball. So I, I don't know why you can't call it. I don't know why you can't call it soccer. It's football. Well, you know the dirty <laughs> secret. It was first called soccer in the UK for a very long time. Was it? I did not know that. It, Oh, yes. That's where the word originated from. And then when other people started calling it soccer, they said, oh, my, we can't call it soccer anymore. Sorry about the noise. Okay. That's so, awfully loud. Sorry, I'll turn it down. Oh, my God. So it's a bit like Bone Masters, if you remember that game. So what you have to do is basically pick uh, a ball uh, to, to do something. I don't know what, but... <laughs> Um, Just turn the sound off. That'd be great. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> you get—I don't know how I'm going to get this one. Uh, anyway, you just got to kick this ball. This is intriguing. <laughs> wow. Got no balls. Yeah. Well. Let's try it again. How am I going to get that? Oh, let me get a get a shot. Um, you have the, yeah, you so find you've... the apps with the most amount of of ads, man. I do. Yeah. Ball up there somewhere. No. Into space. Is that space balls? When's now? We just missed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. All right, it drops down like that, and uh, yeah, and you get lots of blood coming up and, and that sort of stuff. So, so you're basically yeah, trying so to kill you, football hooligans. Yeah, it's a combination of Bowmasters and stupid zombies. I think if you if you were into those games, it's uh, it's a bit like that. Oh, it's definitely but, stupid. I like the, <laughs> it's definitely stupid. <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm not sure what yeah, you're supposed to do this, but all right. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. Wow. Wow. So, Dora, you got any apps? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll say, uh, going back to the idea of, uh, I'm saying this slow so I have time to catch up, going back to the idea of progressive web apps are the future, because I say they're the future. Um, Google is on board with me as well. Uh, There's an article on Lil Putin, because I love to say Lil Putin, called Game Snacks. Okay, bottom line, you just go to gamesnacks.com. It's actually not gamesnacks.com. It's actually google.com. Um, and what it is, it is uh, HTML5 games that are purposely de- um, 
made for people with low bandwidth connections or low resource phones. So basically, you just go to the page. There's a, a bunch of games you can load. You load the game. It all loads in a browser. There's no ads. There's no installation. There's no nothing. It's just progressive web apps right in a page. And if you like the game, you can literally just bookmark it in your browser. And voila, you have yourself a game ready to pay to play of all different kinds is what I'm going to say. Um, I will say there's a couple of these games that are good. There's a couple of these games that are bad. But bottom line, if you don't have any fun playing any of these games, I I'm sorry, but I don't know what's wrong with you because there's always at least one game in here that harkens back to some game that you played on some other platform for some length of time, maybe a year ago, maybe 20 years ago. Uh, but like right now I'm playing like the old, um, Lennox, uh, frozen bubble game, uh, because I can, um, yeah, this is just old classic games brought into modern HTML five, uh, infrastructure. And I like the idea of not having to install stuff to play games because, you know, why should you have to? Yeah, definitely. Um, and if they can do that for these kinds of games, then it won't be long until they can do it for more complex games. Well, and that's the thing. None of these are super advanced games, but the top downloaded games in Google Play today are still games like Candy Crush, mm -hmm. which are not complicated games and google in this website which is actually google says very openly if you create an html5 game contact us and then we'll be happy to like help your thing and they even have one called gotta say this one slow jewelish blitz not jewish jewelish blitz kind of thing and it looks like it's uh possible yes it is it's candy crush whatever because you know that's what it is so you don't want to install Candy Crush and get your Candy Crush fixed so you can hide from your uh, spouse that you actually are playing Candy Crush. And you can say to them, look, I didn't install it. You, you don't have to lie to them anymore kind of thing. And you can tell them, look, I didn't install it and still get your Candy Crush fix. <laughs> so everybody's happy, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I have to close these pages down. Yeah, I'm just, I'm down a rabbit hole now, too. <laughs> yeah, there's easy to play. So, yeah, if you want to install or play games without installing games, all one word, Game Snacks. G-A-M-E-S-N-A-C-K-S is what you're looking for. Links will be in the notes. Whatever happened to instant apps? If you go to a website, it's supposed to have an app on it, and you can use that in your phone. Yeah, there's a couple more, but they're not really popular. Um, do you want to do some tank emptying there, Ivor? Yep, yep. I've got uh, one here. Um, it's called Collative. And this is uh, uh, create your own wallpaper app. Um, so if you're sick of the um, millions of bloody wallpaper apps that are on the Play Store and uh, you don't really get what you want or you get just these apps that do a resplash rehash. Um, oh, I like that. Resplash rehash. should write that down. Um, you can... You can use this app to basically design your own theme or your own uh, wallpapers, download them to your to your screen or to your phone and use them as your own wallpaper. Excuse me, sorry, I'm going to turn the sound off here. Um, yeah, so uh, shall I show you how it works? Do we have an option? <laughs> so you have these uh, various ones down the bottom here, which you can use for free. So we'll start with stripes. And then you can choose, the idea is you choose a color for the background. So we'll go for green. Let's choose a, a light green. And then you can choose for your stripes. Let's go for, what do you reckon? What do you reckon, Josh? Go purple. for purple. Purple. Then you can uh, just add different colors. 
to your wallpaper. Add some more here, blue, more uh, green. When we're done, we can then download it to our phone. Uh, so you can set it straight away to your home screen or your lock screen. Yeah, we have it, and it gives you an ad as well. Uh, and the thing I like about this is if you go into the uh, home menu, you can turn off color, and you can still go and make your own non-colorized uh, version for people who are colorblind. So I thought that was quite cool. Colorblind, you can still use this app. Hmm. Is it just stripes, or what's the... Uh, well, it's got lots of different uh, lots of different designs, so you can use uh, tangles. Uh, you can use this one here as uh, little squares, uh, so you can have lots of little squares, colorblind version. Um, and yeah, and the, where they make the money, I think, is through the advertising. And you can also you also have to sell or they sell you um, specialist designs, which you have to pay for. Uh, yeah, so there it is. That's called Colortive Color Wallpaper Generator. It's uh, got a rating of four and a half in the Play Store. And it was last updated on the 15th of January. It's got 10,000 plus installs. Requires Android 5 and up. Um, rated content for 3 plus. Uh, and it doesn't require any uh, special permissions. Uh, apart from photos and media, Wi-Fi and storage. Yeah, nothing unusual. So quite a good app, I thought. You can play with that if you, if you want to create your own little, uh, your own little uh, wallpapers. Can you send them to your friends? Yes, you can download them directly. You don't have to set them as your home screen. You can just download them to a file and uh, and send them around to people if you want, or save them to your gallery. That's fun. Yeah, I like it. I do like the fact that you can actually uh, sh share your creations. Yeah, <laughs> very cool. Uh, do you have any uh, apps in your tank there, Josh? Yeah, I'll bring one more. Um, this is one that I didn't necessarily have a lot of time theme right now to use much but it's called sketch a track route planner gpx viewer editor um, by pixel clash maps and navigation average of 3.7 reviews out of 208 uh, updated february 16 2020 4.6 megs in size 10,000 plus installs in-app products 429 to 1099 and uses location media storage and some others, blah, blah, blah. So what I could tell from the in-app purchases, it seems like it's, it's free for a couple weeks and then they want a monthly fee, I believe. I don't know if you can just buy the app outright, but it has the topographical maps and I think you can maybe have flat map as well. And you can, you can draw a route that you want to take somewhere and it'll give you all the data on elevation change and distance and things like that so you don't have to necessarily follow a trail or a road you can create your own your own track to get somewhere and then this will give you a bunch of uh, information about that route so is this for people who go rambling in the bush in the, in the bushes in the country um yeah or you just want to go outside of a mountain or something like that and is it only or is it worldwide I've got an install button, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it's worldwide. I, I think it just, I think it uses the, I don't know. I, I'm not exactly sure how it works, but it's an overlay on the map. Looks good. Yeah, it looks good. It's got the topographical map there and quite detailed. Are you guys hearing some feedback? No. No, just me. And I will say it, it's using the GPX because we kept hearing GPX. It, it uses the GPX file extension, which is, 
something you can export out of the application and what it is is a gpx file is a gps data file saved in the gps exchange format which is an open uh, standard so if you have other applications that use this gps data you could uh, pass it between applications and uh, see it on other systems so that's really cool so interesting section here it says people use sketch a track for the following outdoor activities hiking go for a hike cycling mountain bike running walking man trailing <laughs> like, like mansplaining man trailing is i don't know but you can get arrested for it in about 42 states i think <laughs> is that what josh does on a friday night <laughs> so, and i'll say this is it has a unbelievably professional looking image art is what i say like like album art for it uh, really cool, and it is maybe the first application we've done out of Austria. Ah, it's in Austria. So that's cool. They like their um, hiking in the mountains up there, don't they? I don't know. I wouldn't. Uh, you could have said anything right there, and I wouldn't be able to say you're wrong. Could I might. They like their kangaroos and their barbecues. Oh, speaking of Austria, kangaroos. Speaking of kangaroos. Not I, Australia. I ate, I ate some kangaroos the other day. Last week we had kangaroo burritos. Nice. Can- nice. Congratulations. Yeah, kangaroo's tasty. It's uh it's probably about the leanest meat I've ever had though. Yeah. It um it was a bit gamey. You could you could it was it was cut with ground beef, but it was it was of a quite quite a nice taste. Oh, I really quite enjoyed it. And if you if you drop it from a distance onto the floor, it actually bounces back onto your plate. <laughs> or if you throw it across the room, it comes back and lands <laughs> on your plate again. <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, here's what I got emptying the tank kind of thing. Uh, number one, Android Police uh, put an update to a app. There's no way I'm going to pronounce this app right, okay? Because I know Socrates, as they call it in Bill and Ted's adventure, Socrates. See, I had to say that. No, it's it's Socrates. It's always Socrates. <laughs> right. So this application, I believe, is called Socratic. Uh, it is a homework app helper app that has been picked up by Google, AKA bought by Google, and they have some AI enhanced stuff for their Android application. So if you have a child first through, like I would say 10th grade kind of thing, this is an application that if you install on your Android device, I can guarantee you can help them with maybe a third to half of their homework, not just the math homework is what I'm going to say. Um, from when I looked at it, um, it's not, I know, look, you can say it's a homework cheating application to which I will say, no, it's not because that's what they used to call calculators back in the day too, dummy. Um, they're not cheating devices. They're simply devices to help people get things done. Um, so if you have a kid in school, Socratic, C-S-O-C-R-A-T-C-I-T-I-C, really cool app, works really well. Uh, next one I'm going to bring is an app. If you haven't heard of the game Overwatch, what the hell are you doing? Okay, Where have you been? It's huge. They literally have Overwatch leagues. They literally have dedicated channels now in like six countries where all they do all day is stream Overwatch things on TV. Okay, There's literally multinational Overwatch leagues that are making millions of dollars. Okay, Overwatch is a multiplayer game where there's like I want to say six people per team. Each team member has unique abilities and traits and they shoot, shoot, bang, bang, kill each other kind of thing. This is trying to be that for Android. It's called Shadow Gun War Games Online Player versus Player or PvP. 
FPS first person shooter by Mad Finger Games Action T for Teen right now 16,000 downloads does contain ads does have in-app purchases is completely free 3.3 average reviews brand new literally brand new updated February 14th 2020 56 megs in size 500,000 installs plus current version 0.0.1 I'm going to say that again 500,000 installs Current version 0.1.1. Uh, 6.0 Android and up needed. Content rating T for teen, V for violence, in-app purchases, $299 to $99.99. I do believe the game is completely free to play and every in-app purchase is a completely pointless purchase. Like, like you're buying gear for your people to look different. I don't believe this is a pay-to-win system. Permissions, it needs a lot. Wi-Fi photos, storage, Receive data from the internet, blah, 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 blah. I encourage everyone, go take a look at the video of this on the Play Store, and I guarantee you this. This looks like a game that was on a console maybe four years ago, and now it's not. Now it's on an Android handheld gaming system that I'm not going to say looks better or plays better than Stadia or the NVIDIA system, but I will say it's a native Android application that anybody can quote unquote pick up and play, especially if you like shooting people. Not the so game, I not think the game really, my son would love. Yeah. Well, I got another one that my kid was going to love. This is going to be, the, I believe the last one in my, uh, uh, real quick, do, real my, quick, uh, Dord, do you know what the, what the controls are? Oh, uh, they're on screen touch controls. I did not see any Bluetooth enabled support or else I would have tried to install all my devices. Okay. Last one. Uh, if you have not heard of FNAF, well, then you don't have a kid in your life. And I don't know. I feel sorry for you. But FNAF is one of those things that if my kid could have, an, if my youngest, 11 years old, could have a education in FNAF in a formal education curriculum, he would have already graduated college, gotten his master's, and had a PhD. That's how much my kid, my youngest kid knows about FNAF. Okay. This is a ongoing uh, part of Five Nights at Freddy's FNAF. I'm sorry, Bendy. This is Bendy, not FNAF. Bendy. Um, called Boris and the Dark Survival by Joey Drift Studios Adventure. T for Teen. No in-app ads. No in-app purchases. Currently one dollar. I guarantee you, this people, it's going to go up in price. It's going to be like five dollars here in like two or three weeks because people will pay it. Uh, four point seven average reviews. Uh, eligible for the family library. Updated February 10th, 2020, 119 megs in size, 10,000 installs, current version 1.0. This is brand new. Content rating T for teen. Permissions, it needs nothing. No permissions whatsoever. Um, I do not know how to describe any of these games, Bendy and the Ink Machine or this. These are slightly dark, a little dank, story-driven games with clickable interactive sections or parts where you have to basically explore this universe, which is not normal. Go around the world, di discover third person view, find things, figure out puzzles, figure out mysteries and get to the end of the levels kind of thing. Has your son played it? Yet? Thankfully he doesn't know about it yet <laughs> because his mentally challenged peoples he's watched on YouTube's haven't put out videos for it yet. But I'm sure in the next day or two, he's going to ask me, Dad, do you know about Boris 
and the dark survival? Well, if you didn't, and then he'll go on for 10 minutes explaining to me the people who created it, why they created it, when they created it, uh, what to expect in future updates and expansion packs, and me and he's going to know everything. It's a spinoff from Five Nights at Freddy's. It's kind of like the uh, Chachi of Happy Days, yes. <laughs> or the Mork and Mindy of Happy Days, yes. Um, and, and here's the thing. If you like Five Nights at Freddy's, if you like Bendy and the Ink Machine, there's little doubt this is going to be right up your alley. And if you have a kid in your family that likes either of those things, I heavily encourage you get Google opinion rewards on your device, answer a couple questions, get this game for free and put, and put this game in front of them and you will have a happy kid. Very cool. Know, um, I didn't do know, we want to I quickly? didn't know any of this. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to. It's another Trust world. Me, I understand. I understand Josh. My oldest is 14. My youngest is 10. I remember one when quite literally fairly odd parents, Phineas and Ferbs, SpongeBob, all that stuff was new to me, and yet it's been around for like ten years, and I didn't know anything about it. And my kid had to educate me on all that. Um, so you have your time coming, don't worry. And I really hope your kid tells you about Gravity Falls or some other really good show that you had no idea even existed. Well, yeah, FNAF. Um, I had to. I I just spent the whole time you guys were talking trying to spell it and figure out what it was, and then it okay yeah. five five nights okay. at Freddy's. It, it's a horrible, horrible game it's not even good and a good rating spawn <laughs> oh it did because it, it 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 spawned community around it it's kind of like the raspberry pi of games i like raspberry pi uh, uh, uh did we want to go over the emails at all because basically they were just questions about uh screen copy uh screen copy the app that uh ivor used uh, i think we i think we answered them here. pretty well in the response um and then okay. thank you to carlo he responded uh via be a patreon as well so yeah i think that everybody's yeah, good I mean, we if could anybody's use some still, if anybody's still curious about the the app that i'm using to interface with uh, the computer it's called scrcpy you can just enter the enter that into a search engine and you should find the right links to enable you to install it just remember you'll have to enable your developer options on your phone and enable usb debugging uh, as long as you know how to do that you should be fine yeah, and it enables you to have your Android device presented on your full desktop laptop screen and use your keyboard and mouse to manipulate the device just like it was built right into your computer. And what we discovered tonight is that the the sound also works. When you yeah, the sound very well. works really well. Yeah. All right. Very cool. Uh, very cool. Do you have any uh, parting words there, Ivor? Uh, no, well, just thanks to everyone for uh, stopping by and listening to us and uh, apologies again for my technical difficulties um next week hopefully i will have a new microphone instead of a new cell phone so see how we go with that gotcha gotcha do you have any uh parting words there josh um yeah my parting words are in order of appearance um the apps that we brought tonight which started with manuals lib user guides and owners manuals library by manuallibs.com under books and reference and Android Application Analyzer by Not So Secure, IoT Assistant Early Access by Carnegie Mellon University Labs under Tools, Edge Lighting Notification Rounded Corner by Flysoft VN Personalization, Smart Cookie Secure Web Browser by Cookie Jar Apps under Tools, Trains on Time by Popcore Games and it's a puzzle, GroupMe by GroupMe under Communication. Canoes with a Silent K 
local and world news app by NCNS Holdings LLC, Football Killer by Simplicity Games under sports, and Game Snacks, HTML5 Games, and a Color, Color, Colorative, Color Wallpaper Generator by Colorative Personalization, Sketch a Track, Route Planner, GPX Viewer Editor by Pixel Clash, Maps and Navigation, and Socratic, a homework helper app, Shadowgun War Games, online PvP FPS by Madfinger Games under Action, and Boris and the Dark Survival by Joey Drew Studios Adventure, which is part of the FNAP family of I don't even know if that's right. FNAP, I don't even care. So, yeah, I think that was about 15. And uh, thanks for everybody that came out into the chat tonight, which looks like it was red. Um, no Flying Rich tonight because he knows that our podcast is better than his. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week. Very cool. I'll say do not forget, uh, if you want to send a voicemail in, 7076-PODNUT. If you want to send an email in, aaa at podnuts.com. But I shouldn't have to say either of them because they're in the notes, which also contain links to our Discord server, uh, which also contain links to our YouTube channel, which also contains link to our Twitter feed and contains link back to podnuts.com. Podnuts.com, tech podcast by normal people for normal people. Uh, we strive to be a completely ad-free network and to remain completely ad-free requires some assemblance of support from the viewer whether it's just sharing the feed with somebody that you love, sharing an episode with someone you care about, or uh, even just um, uh, letting somebody know that this is content that you think they would enjoy. Um, do not hesitate to uh, contact me directly if uh, anybody needs anything, talking to, uh, hardware, your house just burned down, or you just need uh, you know, uh, somebody to communicate with, doordoorgeek uh, at gmail.com. Uh, I want to thank uh, Ivor and Josh for coming out for their effort in all this. And, and I want to thank everyone who comes out live again Thursday nights uh, around 9 p.m. And I can't believe no one has emailed me and called me out for saying ad-free versions of the show. Which just, I'm going to keep saying it. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to keep saying it because I don't think everyone out there understands that this is a completely ad-free show. Um, so I want to thank everyone for coming out. There will be uh, additional links in the notes, I'm going to say, to all the other stuff that I couldn't bring. Uh, one of the things I'm going to just throw in here last second, sorry, Josh, uh, it's called Scroll a Better Internet. Okay, long story short, this is another way to get an ad-free internet. I do believe they want to charge money, but it's only charging money to a very select website. You load the app. You browse those websites, you then see no ads, but your money that you're paying to this company, 80 plus percent of what you're paying goes to those websites. So it's another way of trying to have less ads on the public internet. I'm perfectly okay with paying money, but I don't want to pay money to The Verge. I don't want to pay money to USA Today. I don't want to pay money to Slate. I don't go to those websites. I don't go to BuzzFeed. I don't go to Business Insider. I don't go to Salon. I don't go to The Atlantic. So this app is pointless for me, but it might not be pointless for you. And if any podcast out there only brings like three apps an episode and one of them is goat centric, you have to question what the hell are they smoking? You just heard us drop 10 apps 15, easily. 15. Can comp well, I'll say easily 10 apps. 
that can easily compete with any apps on any other show that was brought in the last 30 days, period. I dare you, challenge me. Um, I'm Door to Door Geek. Do not hesitate. Contact us, download us, share us, and we will talk to everyone again in about a week. Take it easy, everybody. Hi, this is Matt from the MRP Tech Podcast. I would like to invite you all to take a listen to my show, the MRP Tech Podcast, on the Podnuts Network. The theme for my show is Everyday Tech for Everyday People. We talk about Windows, Mac, Linux, iOS, Android, Chrome OS, and anything else technology-related. You can find us on iTunes, and you can find us by searching in any podcatcher. We hope you take a listen, and let us know what you think. Music provided by Steve Cherubino at stevecherubino.com.